Hi, this is Jordan from Wikipedia, and you're listening to the FSF Popcast. The show where we have been known to talk about extremely important world events, just not the events of this world. Our show is brought to you by our charity sponsor, the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund, which supports the Wish Upon a Teen Foundation that helps out sick kids when they need it most. And just imagine the comfort you'll give Redshirt Crewman number 105. He'll know that when he puts on the red shirt and joins the Jedi lore keepers in their protection of knowledge, that he didn't leave his family destitute and without hope, because the Redshirt Widows and Orphans Fund has his back and what's left of his research report. All right, kids and cadets, our guest today is the man behind one of the largest and most trusted Star Wars information websites in the world. And if you're a Star Wars fan that hasn't visited his website, well, wait, wait till we're done here, you know, talking with him, and, and then go check out his website, because you're going to need to change that. He's got an amazing website, and after you're done with this interview, you're going to want to, I'm sure, even more so going to want to go check it out. But we are so excited to have Jordan from Wikipedia and welcoming him here to the FSF podcast. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah, so glad to have you. And uh, you know, I know that I have used your website uh, and a couple different times in the past when we've had uh, different different Star Wars characters on the people who portrayed the, the the Star Wars characters. And I've used your website to to make sure that did they do that? Did that was the thing that they did with the other thing in that one place? And, and yeah, it's been very helpful. So thank you for helping us get the information that we need for our show. We're happy that we can, uh, we're happy that we can help everyone out. Yeah, um, exactly. It's definitely one of the, Wikipedia is definitely one of the greatest um, collaborative efforts that I personally have ever seen. I mean, edit, it's edited by quite literally hundreds of people every month, um, just adding in little bits of information, fixing little things they find, writing massive paragraphs it, it's just uh it's inspirational how uh how everyone just comes together for this one shared resource yeah absolutely so jordan one of the things that we love to know about and has become one of the standards of our show is to talk about the origin of the hero of the story and so well you're the hero of this story because we're talking to you today so when it comes to star wars what got you in into the universe and what keeps you coming back for more What's Jordan's Star Wars origin story? So for me, it was uh, a book called Heir to the Empire by Timothy Zahn. Nice. And that was that was the one that got me started. I picked it up at a used bookstore in the mid-2000s. And just something about that writing style, something about that story just hooked me right off the bat. Uh, from there, it was just right down that rabbit hole, picking up whatever books I could find. Didn't matter if it was the middle of another series. Um, I would just read that and then use Wikipedia to fill in the gaps. Okay. So what keeps you coming back, though? So that was Timothy Zahn's book and, and you know, all of that got you into Star Wars, but what keeps you coming back for more in the Star Wars world? For me, I think it's uh, it's the community. It's just this amazing uh, community that's behind Star Wars. Um, just getting to uh, to meet everyone and uh, share our collective love for this, uh, for this IP. Fair enough. I think I can... Now, I've never read the Timothy Zahn books. I know that Nick has. Uh, but uh, are you excited about the possibility of Grand Admiral Thrawn making a, a screen debut? I am. I uh, I would love to see that. Getting to see him in Rebels was uh, something that childhood me definitely dreamed of. <laughs> um, so that was you know that was childhood moment there. Um, but no, yeah, I'm uh, I'm very excited to see how they incorporate him into live action Ahsoka. Okay, I so was definitely excited, especially when we got to see him in Rebels because we got to see more of him and if you know the character you know the character and 
he's probably one of my top favorite villains ish villain ish <laughs> i don't think we can't really say he's a full villain just because he's got so many redeeming qualities right <laughs> well yeah and, and then you know and if you look at it this way in in rebels he's he's indoctrinated into the system that is the empire he's he's bought into it he's he's drank the kool-aid so to speak and he's he's going with what the empire has taught him and so he's doing what he's been told to do what he's been taught to do and you know there i'm, I'm kind of hoping i always kind of hoped as i was watching rebels because i never read the book so my only experience with thrawn was was in rebels itself but i always kind of hoped that at some point he would be like callous you know and then make the shift and because i was just thinking man with somebody who's got that amazing of a tactical brain because thon thrawn thinks he's three or four moves ahead of everybody mm -hmm. in most things it seems like and i just thought man it'd be so cool to see that come to the rebellion but you know it, so far who knows it still might it could but i don't think it'll ever happen mm. so back in 2012 mickey became our master when disney bought lucasfilm which was difficult i feel like it was a difficult transition and one of the first decisions that they made was to wipe out all of the existing expanded universe and start over with clean canon and this was horrible to a lot of the fans understandably because some of their favorite stories no longer mattered so were there any of the stories that you were sad to see go or do you think that there were some that you're kind of glad got wiped out so i was very I was very hesitant about it personally, um, just because this has been it had been you know such a huge part of my life up to that point. And there was that brief moment where I thought, well, you know, maybe it's time to take a look at other things. Mm -hmm. But then I started looking deeper into it, and it's okay. It's all of that is still there. It's still its own continuity. This is just we're expanding into some new materials now. It's a uh, a different storyline, so to speak. And especially now that they're doing things like Star Wars uh, Visions, where you kind of get a look into other possibilities who knows it's not uh it's not necessarily impossible for them to get back to that uh, continuity at some point that's true that's a fair point and i feel like too the the wiping clean of the canon and kind of turning it into more of a sandbox universe was actually i feel like it's been beneficial in the long run as as shocking and almost hurtful as it was at the beginning for them to come in and destroy what we had loved so much I feel like they they still have so much to pick and choose from. They are deciding, well, no, we're going to bring in Thrawn, even though he was technically expanded universe. But I mean, there are those those older stories that it's kind of, I feel like it's a good thing are gone because there is the, I can't remember what it's called, um, but it was written before episode six came out and there was a creepy Luke and Leia relationship that it's good that that's not canon anymore because that, <laughs> that doesn't need oh, to exist splinter of the mind's eye yes thank you i'm like i <laughs> cannot it, it's in there i know it's in there but it, the the name was completely gone yeah no thank you uh <laughs> but you know th there that does raise a good question kathleen because now i think that you know there's some of these new shows that are coming out like even in obi-wan there was hints at characters at least character names that were in the eu that are you know are being brought into canon mm -hmm. um, so it, it's kind of nice to see that there's at least even if we never get to see the character in full the fact that some subtle nods some gentle nods are being given to the eu you know and you right. know so at least it's yes it's still not canon 
but at least they're acknowledging the fact that these that these men and women who wrote these books put their heart and soul and, and, and all this effort into them. So it's kind of nice to see these respectful nods being given back to the EU. Right. And I feel like they are in a in a way pulling things back and making them canon again. They just kind of did the no, nothing's canon. So we kind of went into it with no expectations. And then when they give us things, we're happy again, which seems like a very Disney way of doing things. <laughs> I think it's um, one of the things I really enjoyed about Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi was just getting to see that kind of background wall where you have all these people who have scratched their names into it. And then people started translating that and it's like, oh, that's the name of a Jedi who appeared in like an mm -hmm. old West End game source book in the 90s. So, yeah, that is, that, that is Thank really cool. you, Pablo. Hey, Pablo Hidalgo. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were a few things with it that I'm like, I was excited that they threw that that little glimpse in with the wait no it still exists like the the creepy tomb that obi-wan walked through at the beginning at the in is that in mustafar right oh the fortress inquisitorius yeah like the it was weird i didn't like it but at the same time it was the wait we know that character and we know that character and you're just keeping their bodies as souvenirs <laughs> serial killer it was a very it was a very serial killerish thing to do, especially when you've got um, the poor Jedi Master in the background who was so nice to Ahsoka. Oh, and he's dead. <laughs> right. Yeah, and the, the, the little Padawan and ugh. Yeah, it was weird, for sure. That show very much knew how to pull at the heartstrings. Like at the, at the very first episode, I'm thinking, oh, cool, we're gonna see. It's it's the Jedi Temple. We're gonna see young Obi Wan. Oh no, that is that is not young Obi Wan. Oh mm -mm, no, that is that is not where we wanted this episode to go. No, it was all yeah. kinds of hello, younglings. I know. Yeah. I watched it. I watched it on the premiere date at like five in the morning, so that my husband and I could watch it together before he went to work. And that was not the right way to start my day. <laughs> I mean, it, it was, and it wasn't all at the same time. Okay, I can kind of one up that. So. Oh, oh. Please do. The day that, the day that it premiered, um, I was flying down to um, L.A. for a fandom, for fandoms community. Connect. Fandom is the company that hosts Wikipedia and over 300,000 other wiki sites um, like mm -hmm. Memory Alpha, pretty much anything you can think of. Um, every year they host an in-person summit where they invite you know, some of the top users from across the platform to meet with executives, um, spitball ideas, give some feedback about kind of the future of the platform. The episode released the morning, at the day that I was flying out at midnight. I had to fly out at about, I probably had to leave for the airport at about 3 a.m. At 11 p.m., I find out that, oh, it's actually going to drop at midnight, not 3 a.m. like normal. Well, I guess I'm staying up. Oof. So I think I ended up staying up for probably 20-something hours straight. But I saw the premiere, so you know what? It's all good. Right, yeah. There you go. <laughs> and I love, too, that it was the, they showed... They showed Obi-Wan and they showed Luke and you're like, oh, we're going to get to see young Luke. No, you get to see young Leia. It's like, I actually needed that more than I thought I did. <laughs> it was very nice. And I think that uh, the actress very much nailed what young Leia would have been like. For sure. Perfect. For sure. She was perfect casting. And <laughs> perfect casting. instant cosplay ideas for my almost four-year-old. Like, Oh, you have absolutely. to do that. She is, she is 100% a little Leia. Like... That is that is her attitude. Yeah. Oh, nobody very give, much please, so. please don't give her a blaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, the old Obi-Wan line. Uh, 
you're not always going to be, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's not always going to be 10. And I love, though, that the, the, she used the holster to hold Lola. It just made me that, that was just adorable. It was yeah. so cute. That, that made me smile. <laughs> I can't have a Absolutely. blaster, but I have a droid. So Jordan, or Supreme Emperor, <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't Star Wars, where would you like to hang your geek flag? I feel like if not Star Wars... I probably would have would have gravitated towards Star Trek, um, just because I love kind of the futuristic space element of it. Of uh, you know, where can humanity go? Where could we be if we adopted kind of the best of our society? I think that's probably where I would have ended up. That's a good uh, answer. I mean, technically, you know, humans do exist in the Star Wars realm because <laughs> of ET, but you know, <laughs> nobody likes to talk about humans. Though humans are boring. I do like you know so. I've only been in in or around anything Star Trek really this well this past year because I've always kind of avoided it to be honest with you. Um, but I do I started watching Strange New Worlds and that got me into watching the original series and I do like the hope that they have for mankind that we're not just a bunch of you know buttheads uh, you know headed for you know mutually assured destruction that there's that there's something better in the future and i like that hopeful aspect of it but then i also like the fact that you know with star wars that there's the fantasy that in a galaxy far far away that they were already you know not buttheads and they're doing something different so you know <laughs> yeah i do love that star wars is technically in the past star trek is in the future and somehow humans are still up trash in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars is our past, Star Trek is our future, and the current humans are a bunch of yeah, we screwed it up. I would way to go, humans. Whichever galaxy we're in, humans just aren't good. <laughs> I, would I like say to this know. as a human. That's true though, because even if you think about like in Doctor Who, humans are still trash. <laughs> humans Fair still enough. do stupid things and get themselves in trouble, no matter where they are, what planet they're on, what universe they're in we found yeah. the one thing that unites all of these disparate fandoms the fact that collectively <laughs> humans just suck <laughs> yes the thing that binds us all there you go all right so jordan or supreme emperor since nick started calling you that I feel anyone, if, yeah if anyone who's watching this wants to actually reach out to us on site um you can find me under the username Supreme Emperor, um, and we also have our Discord channel as well. Um, new people are always welcome. Please feel free Perfect. to hop in. Perfect. So in my opinion, one of the greatest things that the Disney area does is give us the influx of more and new Star Wars material. We've had Rogue One. We've had Mandalorian. Se season 7 of The Clone Wars. Boba Fett. Obi-Wan. Um, we have things like uh, Andor and Ahsoka coming up. These are on their way. Now, if you were in, you know, on the board at Disney... And you had the power to choose what Disney Plus series or major motion picture would be made next. What would you choose for the premise and topic and why? I I would love to see a series, either live action or animated, that focuses on kind of the grunts of the Empire. So, you know, have a series about the TIE pilots, what it's like behind the scenes there when you're kind of indoctrinated in that moment. Um I've always thought that would be cool to see something behind the scenes of that, what it's like on the other side. I, I saw somebody pitch a little while back uh, the idea of Star Wars for the Empire, but in the, the vein of The Office. I can get behind that 
I, I can get behind that idea. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it's like somebody with, you know, doing a documentary, just kind of walking through the halls, filming random, you know, uh, stormtroopers and talking with them and, you know, or not even really interacting with them, just it, filming their every day. And like when they're going through the cantina and getting lunch and talking about it and, you know, oh, well, hey, my TIE fighter got shot down today and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> all right. You know what? Here's my pitch idea. Documentary series about the Jedi Temple and the Jedi Archives specifically. And as they're walking through it, you see somebody on one of the tables with a page pulled up on Wikipedia. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> that would be cool. That'd be funny. Yeah, absolutely. Just just angling for us to become canon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be great. He's like, one way or another, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get shown. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to pay attention to us. So... It's no secret that the original trilogy has been modified more than once and in various ways. And I know what I'm going to ask might sound sacrilegious, and please, Tim, don't kick me out of this. <laughs> but if you could change one thing in the original trilogy, however minor it might be, what would you change and why? Ooh, if I could change any one thing in the original trilogy... I want to see a longer version of the Battle of Endor, specifically the space portion. I want to see the Imperial fleet kind of kicking kicking the rebels around. I want to see more rebel pilots kind of fighting squadron by squadron. I just want to see a longer version of that. That would be really cool. The the, the X-Wing novel series was um, always one of my childhood favorites, uh, so I've always loved the idea of kind of getting to see more pilots on screen getting to see kind of what it's like from their perspective instead of from the bridge of a capital ship. Yeah. Nice. That would be cool. Like when, when my husband and I were talking about questions for today, the one thing he mentioned was adding the Imperial March to episode four because it is the only one that the Imperial March is not used in because it wasn't done yet. He hadn't finished writing it yet. And it would be fitting to have it in there because there's still Vader there. Why doesn't he have his theme song? But I agree. More of the Battle of Endor would be nice. And I'm not just saying that because he walks. I mean, I feel like I should I should probably give a shout out to there's one Twitter account um, that focuses entirely on the Dulocs from the Ewoks uh, animated series. So <laughs> shout out Endor Dulocs. Nice. <laughs> awesome. You know, I, I think if I were to add anything into the original trilogy, the one thing that I would actually like to see more of is... Uh, and this is the only thing that I, if I could say a negative about my all-time favorite movie about the about Empire Strikes Back, is that I always thought they should have shown more of when the, you know, start shouting out, Imperial troops have entered the base, Imperial troops have entered the base. You don't really ever see it. You don't see the attack. You don't see the fight. You just, you know, I, I wanted to see more of that battle, more of the, the Hoth battle to me, because it sets the stage for so much that happens in that movie that it would have mm -hmm. been nice to see a little bit more of that battle in particular. I, I like that. And I feel that way also about the prequel trilogies that there wasn't enough about the battle of Geonosis that needed to have more of that shown instead of just a couple minute clip at the end of attack of the clones. But that's just me. I kind of wish the red guards were used a little bit more. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. I read one of the one series about the red guards. It like, it followed one of the Red Guards as he, like, went through training and stuff. And he, like, that story was fascinating and made me realize how skilled those guys actually are. 
Yeah, they're pretty crazy. So good. it was slightly disappointing that we didn't actually get anything till the last trilogy on them. Like they were standing there at one point, but they were just there. Well, yeah, in Return of the Jedi, they're just kind of placeholders. They're just taking up screen. Mm -hmm. So what is a piece of advice that you would give to someone who would like to start something like Wikipedia? I think the biggest piece of advice I can give is don't be afraid. Um, it's one of the biggest things that I see on Twitter and social media in general is that people want to contribute. They want to learn how to help but they're afraid that they're going to break something. They're afraid that they're going to destroy an article and be banned. But the reality is you're not going to break the site. If you do make a mistake, that's totally okay. We all started out exactly where you are. We've all made mistakes and that's totally fine. You learn from them. Yeah, it's true. Okay. And now a word from our sponsor. Since 1982, Vital Signs and Graphics has been helping professionals with all their image, logo, and design needs. Perhaps you're looking for signs and banners, truck and trailer lettering, business cards, brochures, or other image and marketing aids, Vital Signs and Graphics in-house design studio has you covered. From logos to apparel, start to finish, Vital Signs and Graphics has everything you need to look and feel professional. Call Rick at 231-652-3300. He'll get you noticed. Welcome back to the FSF Popcast. Well, with that thought in mind, we're going to bounce into my next question right away because, you know, we do live in an age of misinformation and there's a, some distrust with anything that has been written or we hear what something that somebody says and, and, and there's so many people out there that are trying to make it look real and look official, but it's, it, there's, there's something under the surface that just isn't right, which I can imagine would be difficult when you're trying to put out an informational website uh, for people to be able to come to and, and read and understand these things. So when you have new information that gets added to your website, what's the vetting process that you guys go through to verify the information to make sure that it's accurate and trustworthy for the people who come to your page? So the way that we do that, um, I'll preface that by saying that we do have a lot of guidelines in place about how content should be added, how to properly reference, um, what constitutes a source. Um, but at any one point, there is probably upwards of a dozen editors who are watching what we call our recent changes feed, where we can see any new changes, be they large or small, we can kind of get a glimpse of everything that's being added. Um, there's probably a dozen people looking at that at any given time, just kind of checking to make sure things are formatted correctly, making sure that nothing's being slipped in without a proper reference. And while the odd thing is going to slip through, um, I think we are fairly good at catching those things. Well, it makes sense. I mean, it's it's like, I think it's like most things that you see out uh, on the digital net somewhere. I mean, somebody somewhere that something's going to fall through the cracks, but I think it's more of how you respond to it than, you know, than anything that matters, you know, you know. So when that does happen, what is your response? How do you fix fix the thing that isn't accurate i normally just revert it um or in the case where it's something that say was added but just wasn't properly referenced if we can we'll just properly reference it and let them know hey you know we cleaned up your edit um you know here's some resources for future reference just so you're aware it's always very much about um turning it into kind of a teachable moment kind of helping guide somebody instead of just saying hey your edit sucked we reverted you try to we try to make it as a uh Hey, you know, you made a mistake, but thanks for contributing. Um, here's some kind of resources that can help you in the future. Perfect. I like that response. That's a good way to go about it. 
because you know if you're trying to build a fan base and you're trying to encourage people to participate in the fan base you know shaming them making them feel bad about it isn't going to exactly help anything so i do like the fact that you make it a teachable moment and give them you know help give them resources i think that's a, a fantastic way to handle it we like all fans have our own little headcanon theories or we build our alternate timeline by playing some version of the star wars rpg one of my favorite theories is that Indiana Jones is actually Han Solo's dreams while he was frozen in carbonite. And everybody knows that Tim's favorite is, of course, Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, the good old Darth Jar Jar theory. <laughs> it's a great theory. It, so oh, do you have is. any oh, theories that you subscribe to or that you've heard and agree with? Uh, I do like that Indiana Jones one. I've seen that one floating around a couple of times. That is a really good one especially when you factor in the fact that there is, in fact, a non-canon comic that features Han Solo crashing the Millennium Falcon on Earth with Chewbacca. Um, and then you have Indiana Jones discover the wreckage. Yeah. So you know what? I can get behind that one. That one is a lot of fun. But Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like Darth Jar Jar was supposed to be a thing, and then it fell flat. <laughs> Oh, it was a thing. It was totally going to be a thing. And I, unless Lucas comes out and says, yes, it was, you know, that's not what really what was going to happen. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's, For sure. Can't convince me otherwise. I know too much. Maybe. I don't know. That's probably not a thing. <laughs> so we have a Facebook group that has over 200,000 members, and it is just memes mixed with this universe and that universe. So, what two characters in the Star Wars universe that you would like to see come together? Oh, that is a good one. Any two characters in the Star Wars universe to come together. I would love to see, I want to see a reunification of Mace Windu and Boba Fett. That's probably also going to be my theory. My favorite kind of fan theory is that Mace Windu survived. So you know what? I would love to see uh, them kind of meet up and kind of hash out their differences yeah it's not the first time someone's fallen to their death <laughs> and lived no it happens apparently well, I, I was gonna say you know half off at the mall sale but you know you know and it's funny is the number of times that it's the that person should be dead oh they're not dead oh well that person just had the same injury that somebody else had and now they're dead Oh, poor Qui-Gon getting stabbed through the chest and dying when everyone else survives. <laughs> right? Right? Exactly. And then, maybe, you know, Padme just dying of broken heart. But. Maybe Qui-Gon knew that, that the only way Anakin was going to get trained was if he actually died. <laughs> I think Liam was pass. just so sick of the series that he's like, and we're done here. And we're done here. <laughs> You're killing me off, right? Right? We're killing me off? Okay, good. And like I give Padme a pass, honestly. I mean, she looked back too. over. She made some really poor life choices, and she could have had Obi-Wan. She could have had Daddy Obi-Wan right then right? and there. Yeah. But she chose whiny Anakin. It's, yeah, yeah, but we also know that he had interest in other places, like yeah, the be, Duchess. Yeah, 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 but she was dead. Duchess Satine was dead, so, you know. Right. You it's know. hard. It's hard, though. He could have mended his broken heart. I'm just saying. Okay? Legitimately, though, how do you, <laughs> when faced with Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, how do you choose Hayden Christensen? I love them both. 
But well, it's, not, it's, not, it's not even a choice of, of over the two of them. It's the choice of their characters. You and McGregor was it played Obi Wan, which was a much more solidly based character. Right. Where Anakin was, you know, getting upset if the ketchup wasn't with his French fries and going off and killing younglings about it. You know, there's there's a big difference in, in how these two characters were built and the That's way they true. were approached. I, I'm because just. It's the fact that he doesn't like sand. Exactly. That's that's the thing. Well, it's, it's coarse like and it's irritating and it gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I just just on the vein aspect of it, though, the Obi Wan, Anakin. It's not a hard choice at all. <laughs> oh yeah, but hey, to make the story go, that's what they had to do. So all right. It is. I mean, Obi Wan does have device. that. Obi Wan does have that lovely hello there. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Jordan. We have come to a part of our show where we'd like to take our guests through a little bit of a quiz. Ooh, wow, and I say a little bit of a quiz, like four questions. So, <laughs> Not hard. so there's four questions. Each of these questions are multiple choice. So we're calling this quiz for the wars, and uh, it's a Star Wars quiz. I don't know if you caught on to that, but anyway. Um, if you get three of the four questions correct, we would love to send you this here book entitled Custodians of the Cosmos, written by Drayton Allen, who was the founder of our Facebook group. And it's a story about a young man who wanted to join something quite like Starfleet, but not Starfleet for litigious reasons. He rejoins as a custodian to boldly clean up after those who have boldly just went. Ooh. <laughs> All right. I, hope, I really hope I don't butcher this quiz. Okay. Well, we're going to find out. However... If you get less than two, so if you get three questions right, we send you the book. If you get two or less questions correct, we take your picture, we make a meme out of you, and we add you to our Facebook group. I'm sure there's we, already a meme of the Death Star. We call I it. I mean, I've seen a fair few fun. good Wikipedia memes out there, so we'll do our best. This we call sounds it our like a, this sounds like a this is a suitable alternative. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, all right. If you agree to those terms and you agree to our fun sequence, Nick will start the questions. All right, let's do this. How many dobacks were in the original 1977 theatrical cut of the first Star Wars movie? Was it two, five, or seven? Just the original A New Hope? Yep. I want to say five in the original because I believe they added some in the Blu-ray release. I'm going to go with five in the original. No, 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 no. We're gonna go two. We're gonna go two in the original because the rest were then added in the digital or the new re-release. I'm either very right or I'm horribly wrong. <laughs> so, what's your final answer? I'm gonna go with two. You are correct. You're very right. I thought, <laughs> I, thought I was gonna be wrong. <laughs> I made it like a math that, problem. There was two. They added five release. more to total of seven. So. Uh, that, that uh, the Blu-ray edition gets me every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number two: Which bounty hunter in *Empire Strikes Back* is wearing an old costume from a Doctor Who episode? Is that A. Boba Fett, B. Bosk, or C. IG Eleven? I didn't know that one of them was wearing a costume from Doctor Who, but I'm gonna go with Bosk just because Boba Fett's got his armor and IG is a droid. That is correct. That may have been easier than I thought it was. Okay, that's two, right? <laughs> what day is Wookiee Life Day, and where did we first learn about the holiday? Is it April 1st, 
Attack of the Clones, June 15th, The Solo Movie, or November 17th, The Christmas Special? Well, it was in The Christmas Special that we first saw it. I am drawing a blank on the actual day, though. Um, So I'm going to take half points on that one, because I know it was in the holiday special, but I do not know the actual day. Let me rephrase. A, April 1st, Attack of the Clones. B, June 15th, the solo movie. C, November 17th, the Christmas special. I'll see. Okay. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's a book, sir. You got a book. Yeah. And question number four for funsies. Who was the only rebel pilot to survive all three movies of the original trilogy? Oh, it's Wedge Antilles. That is correct. One of my favorite characters. <laughs> well, I love it when we don't even get to ask, ask my silly names that I put in there. All right. Uh, I know. Thank you for not making me have to pronounce stuff today. <laughs> all right. Very good, Jordan. You you destroyed my quiz. I thought it'd be a little harder than that, but all right. Good job. Four and oh, well done. <laughs> of course, the last time I thought I made a, a little bit difficult of a quiz and, and put it out here for Star Wars, Sam Witwer just tap danced all over it. So, The man's Sam Witwer, though. The man's a super fan. He knows everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, he proved that in, oh, in he, spades. He destroyed that quiz. There yeah. was... He didn't even need multiple choice. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> he was answering questions before we were done asking them. But then he was like... Okay, I'll be nice and let you finish. Go ahead, ask your question. So, we're actually we're supposed to be doing an interview with him. I'm working on setting up an interview with him at some point in the next hopefully couple of weeks, and Excellent. I'm looking forward to that just because he's he just knows everything. Yes. Oh, we said hi. <laughs> yeah, tell tell Sam we said hello. Uh, he's he's one of our favorite guests we've ever had on. He was just so much fun to talk with. So, really was. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. Where can our listeners go to find out more about Wikipedia and things that you guys also do? So you can find us at starwars.fandom.com and you can reach out to us uh, on our Discord as well, which is linked um, on any of our pages if you're viewing on desktop. Um, you can find us on Twitter at, at @wokeofficial, um, and that's if you want to reach out to us on social media, that's the easiest one to reach out through. You can find us on Instagram at, at @wikipedia. And you can find us on YouTube, also Wikipedia. Awesome. Well, we are definitely going to link all of those in our description so that our listeners can check them out. So I want to remind everybody that subscribing is the single most important thing that you can do to help ensure that we get more amazing guests like the like Jordan, the Supreme Emperor from Wikipedia, here today and funny moments for you guys to be able to listen to. So please subscribe. It helps out way more than we can really ever describe for you. And be sure to go check out uh, all their socials and, and their website there for Wikipedia. It's for all your Star Wars informational needs. It's a really awesome site, and we use it here often for verification on different items. But if for whatever reason you are not happy with the content of our show today, please feel free to lodge a complaint with the head of our complaint department, the Supreme Emperor from Wikipedia.com. <laughs> Look, this dude is used to fake facts and nonsense being thrown at him at all times. So send two copies of your complaint, one so that Jordan can file it with the historical documents, and one for use in the field by whichever Star Wars character Jordan feels will get the job done right. And unlike Darth Vader... This Supreme Emperor has never told his collective of bounty hunters no disintegration. So, yeah, we got that going for us. I don't want to be disintegrated. <laughs> no disintegration. <laughs> no disintegrations. <laughs> well, thanks again. 
thanks for having me. This was uh, we're having a blast, uh, kind of making the rounds of, uh, of all the podcasts, get to talk about how the site works. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we're so glad to have you. Thanks for being here today. And that's going to conclude us today, guys, for the FSF Popcast. Goodbye. Bye. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF Popcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSF Popcast. Or go to www.fsfpopcast.com and click on the contact me link. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode.